Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. FixTheNation.com one more time for your listening pleasure. That was with a question mark. Um, where to start? Where to start? Let's start with Colin Kaepernick, um, quarterback for Central 49ers, doesn't stand up during the national anthem. Boy, talk about two ways to look at it. You're either outraged because it's unpatriotic and he should be thrown out of the com- country completely, or you respect him tremendously because he's within his constitutional right, because they're both American ideals, right? Let's take a couple different spins with this particular issue. First off, he does want to salute the flag. Let's talk about the flag for a split second. You have 13 stripes on the flag representing the colonies. Guess who came here? The tired, the hungry, the poor, some criminals, and the oppressed. Funny is that, that he's making a stand about the oppressed, but he won't salute the flag that's in part, designed about the oppressed. Interesting that the flag is a symbol for this country of what we should be, meaning we are 50 states, United States of America, united, not partisan, not unequal, but United. Think about the colors of the flags real quick. Color of the flag. Red, white, and blue, right? What do they stand for? Innocence. Valor. And equality. So it's really interesting that the man won't salute the very symbol of unity, equality, and prior oppression. That kind of odd and interesting when you think about it from that take. To a different slant, he's completely within his constitutional right. And I've said this in, since day one. If you're my worst enemy, I don't care who you are or what horrific message you want to speak about, I would celebrate and defend you and your right to articulate that position. You have freedom of expression. You have a free speech. Within the law itself, I'm not saying illegally. I'm not saying impugning someone else's rights. But within the framework of the law, you absolutely have that right. You want to protest? Do it legally. He's within those bounds. So you can't really fault him on that. What I would fault is how he's using the wonderful celebrity status that he has. It's misguided. It's misused. He's actually sabotaging himself. Oh, how do I say this? It, um, belittling his message by taking a passive way out. Why don't you play hard when you stand up at the podium 
talk about it in every single ESPN NFL broadcast that you're on. Think about that. Being able to reach millions directly every single time with a positive message about how we need to deal with this. We win on the field as a team. It's a lot like life. You need to win as a team. It's why people shouldn't be put down and oppressed. It's why we should all should get each other's backs. We need to make changes in America. Move forward. Hey, you know what? That would be a great message. Kids would buy his jersey because they'd want to say, you know what? I don't be strong like him. I don't think he's coming across the way he wants to come across. Of course, then again, I don't think he cares. He's getting paid no matter what. He'll get $114 million to sit on the bench and not stand to salute the flag for the national anthem. Okay, sometimes things just don't make sense. Right? Sometimes people who make $100 million just don't make any sense. And that is my segue right to Hillary Clinton. You know, the person who has made hundreds of millions between her and the husband with the foundation came from, oh, being in debt, her words, okay, to over 100 million currently while in public office. I, you need to really just think that one through for a split second. But she's another person who doesn't make any sense. It stuns me that people literally are going to vote for her at all. So I actually spent some time thinking about this. That's what I came up with. There are two reasons. No, three, that you would vote for her. One, she's female. On a gender basis alone, you simply want to say, I want the first woman president. You could say for a whole bunch of reasons, but it comes down to that. Okay, I kind of get it. You want to be some, a, a first for something. You know, you're, you're a female and you want a female to break that ceiling. Sounds great. On the idea of it, sounds great. Not this particular one, but on the merits of it, I get it. I kind of get that. Although I do think it's a little ironic for people to exclusively, remember that word, vote for someone based on gender when they horrifically are against people discriminating against them because of their gender. I want you to think that one through for a split second. You're going to vote for someone based on gender when you demand gender equality for yourself. Should I say that one more time? No, I'm not going to. You get my point. You want to vote for for gender-specific, just understand you are in fact a walking hypocrisy of discrimination. You are. That's what the vote will mean. I really don't think a lot of people care about it. They're going to vote that way anyway for that reason. Okay, number two reasons. You have people who, I vote Democrat, but why? No, 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 I vote Democrat. But why do you vote Democrat? No, 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 I vote Democrat. 
but but she's corrupt. No, no, no. I vote Democrat. But but you, you you hate her. I know. But I vote Democrat. No matter what you say, it won't matter because there's there's a niche. There's a group of people that will simply say, I vote Democrat. That's all. That's their only reason. There's nothing past that. There's no logic. There's no reasoning. I vote Democrat. Okay. That could be for a lot of reasons. I vote Democrat because all my family does. I vote Democrat because I always have. I vote Democrat because what I, in theory, think they stand for, I agree with. I vote Democrat because I'm in a union and unions are supported by Democrats or vice versa. Kind of forget that one. So you get my point, right? Democrat for Democrat, period. Democrat, the end. Vote Democrat, over. Third reason, final answer. Because you don't like Trump. It's the anti-Trump vote. Probably the smallest chunk of the three, but yeah, I just can't I'm like, yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, I'm going to vote against him. You know what? I don't like him a lot. Yeah, I'm going to vote against him. Or if you're from Chicago, you're going to vote against him a lot by yourself. Um, so you get my point, right? It, it, there aren't a lot of reasons to really go rally around her. And I say it that way because when you think from a policy standpoint, and I was, I was literally driving around today, and it kept kind of whirling around in my skull how many reasons there are to not vote for her. It's almost, it's almost endless. Think of the corruption, the scandal, and the lies. Now, it's funny because I have people on Twitter, and they actually say, well, you know, in theory, she lied. Um, no, in actuality, she lied. Now, you can say she wasn't indicted for lying. You can't say she didn't lie. Period. You can say she wasn't in maliciously lying. But you can't say she wasn't lying. You can say she lied innocently. Okay. All right. That's your opinion. But you have to give me this. She lied. There is corruption. There is. She's neck deep in so much stuff right now. It's not even funny. It's hilarious to think that this person wants to be in charge of the number one superpower in the world. It's tragic. Let's go down some laundry list of policy issues, though, because forget the personal stuff. Let's pretend none of the very real corruption exists. Pick a topic, any topic, because none of them end well. Pick one. It doesn't matter. That's the funny part. It's not like, hey, there are ten topics and these six, she's got really good solid positions. These four, well, not so much. No. She's 0 for 10. Pick anything and go through what she actually wants to do. Okay? Let's talk economy for a split second. This is her idea. Stay the course. Raise taxes 
increase regulation, talk about job killing. You have an economy right now growing about 1.2% on the average between 1% and 2% for about the last year. There's no upside in the future. And if you put that kind of stuff on this economy, she'll force a recession. She wants to raise taxes on all of us. So all of us will have less money. Why? Because she believes in higher taxes, bigger government, better government spending. Why? Because all of us, in her mind, are better off if the government thinks, decides, acts, and spends for us. Now, here's the problem with that. doesn't apply to her at all. She wants to go single-payer on health care. Obama took us and put us on Obamacare. She wants to take Obamacare, give it steroids, and make it single-payer. So you really get nothing and pay up for it and make you legally obligated to pay the check. Good times for everybody, isn't it? Let's talk military. What has she done that has made our military stronger in her 30 years in government? She wants to downside her entire party platform is against reducing defense spending. You can say you're against war, but she voted for it. So she is, in fact, a walking hypocrisy. I want to use the very vehicle, the weapon, the demon that I don't like. I want to take money away from the thing I need. National security is the number one topic this year. And you know what she does? absolutely eviscerate military spending. She wants open borders to let anybody into this country. She doesn't want to vet anybody because she cares more about foreigners than she does about Americans. Let's talk foreign policy for a minute. She was Secretary of State. She should have a complete laundry list of success stories. Here's the funny part. Can't name, cannot, it's not possible because it doesn't exist. One single country that's better off because she was Secretary of State. She handled 100% of foreign relations matters for four years, and the world basically went on fire when she was. The Middle East is a mess right now. And don't tell me that's George Bush. The Arab Spring is owned by Clinton and Obama on their watch. That's a fact. Own it. If it was good, they'd own it. If it's bad, didn't happen on my watch. Sure it did. Criminal justice. Let's talk about that for a minute. The very criminal justice platform that people are so upset, guess who was president when it was put into effect? Yep, Bill Clinton. 
guess who was one of the first people to sign it? Who's pictured at the signing? Sure enough, Joe Biden. He was excited for it. That's right. It's called the land of unintended consequences. Oh, Joe. Why you bring it up? Because sometimes you don't know what you're doing. She hasn't touched it, hasn't remotely come to confront it. Any idea short of let them all out. Let freedom reign in the bad way. Inner city poverty. Yep. 50 years of leadership. Trillions of dollars. And the Democratic Party has buried racial minorities in inner city poverty and forgot about them every single time they have whimsically thrown a vote the Democratic way. Shame me once, shame me twice. At some point, don't you need to really learn a lesson? Tax reform. Raise taxes. That's her reform. Education. Put more money into it. Do you truly think the system works well? Do you truly think that we spend the most money on the entire planet on education, yet we finish around 27th in the world? Do you think money's the issue? That's lunacy. It's not money. It's what you're spending it on. Now, why do I spend all this time talking about her? I don't really enjoy talking about her. She kind of turns my stomach, to be quite honest. But here's the problem. She's one of the two choices for President of the United States. And this has nothing to do with the fact that she happens to be a woman. Could not care. Just like I could not care that Obama happens to be an African-American. Couldn't care. When it comes to presidency, you are a eunuch from Mars. I don't care about your gender, your race, your religion. I don't care about stuff like that. I care about how will you lead us? What will you do for us? Or more importantly, what will you do to us? And that's the frustrating piece. Because she's a grandma. And she talks about yoga and just, you know, all these wonderful things, and ah, and she's got a husband with a draw, and oh, it's so neat and cute, and oh, they're a cute little couple from New York and Arkansas, the great history, and oh, it's almost like royalty, and no, that's not what is important. All of her policies fail. All of the policies, if you extend them out in time, have always failed in every country that has taken them down to an extreme. That's not a fluke or unlucky. That's because the policies don't work. I will use New York right here as an easy example. Business leaves New York. You know what happens? 
the governor decides to come up with a program to get people to come back and invest in New York and start businesses fresh, we're going to call it Startup New York. Yeah, you know what we're going to do? Give them tax breaks. That's funny to me. Why don't you just everybody in New York and let us all stay as opposed to raising taxes and forcing us out of the state? Why would you use Republican tactics to attract business when you believe as a Democrat you have all the answers? Isn't that a little goofy? Isn't that hypocrisy? Isn't that kind of like borrowing from your enemy? Because, hey, although it works, I can't really say it does. Here's the funny part. If you're in New York, you're a business that wants to come in and have free taxes, guess what? They raise the minimum wage on you. Yep. So now you get to pay no taxes, but you get banged on the bottom line. Whoop, I'm not coming in again. You just can't, you can't make this stuff up. And this, I'm going to shove over to Trump for a minute. Because he's not a perfect man, a perfect candidate. I get that. He's bombastic. I've always said this, by the way. I am a, I'll call it a slight fan of his. I'm going to vote Trump. I've always said that. I have never said he is the, the, the best thing since sliced bread. He is not my perfect candidate. There are some things I absolutely disagree with. But I will say this. Boy, has this man made strides. And this is what I mean. Think about it like weaving the fabric, the cloth or fabric, right? You have strands of thread going different directions, crossing over, making fabric. And that fabric can be strong, pick things up and carry things and wear it well. He's weaving his policies, tax reform, economic policy, immigration, national security, military, criminal justice, inner city poverty, keep going, at energy, as he keeps doing this, you know what ends up happening? You start coming up with kind of a shadow, a little bit of a figure in the distance of what this presidency might look like. And I got a tip for you. He's going the right direction. He really, really is. Because if you start to put certain pieces together, did you ever watch the movie Batman? I'm the one with Jack Nicholson. When the Joker, evil, he used chemicals, and they were, uh, what do you call them? Beauty products, I guess you'd call them. You know, hairspray, lipstick, you know, perfume, stuff like that. But they wouldn't be toxic by themselves, but in combination, that's when they'd have their desired effect, right? Well, in a good way, that's a little like Trump. You can't have economic recovery without tax reform. You can't really have national security without immigration reform. And you can't really help the inner cities without repatriation and, and getting a small little slice of that, say 10%, to push right back to the inner cities you know, to fund what needs to be funded. There are connections. 
you need to reset, to reform a lot of what America has going on. We're not a bad country. I don't agree with Colin Kaepernick. I don't agree that we are a land of oppression. It's very difficult when a black athlete makes $114 million and starts talking about oppression. I think there are different ways to have your voice, but it's very tough when you hear you lucidly. I do agree we have issues. How come the people, and this is a challenge, by the way, if you're in Illinois right now, if you're in Chicago, I want to know. Suggestion box at fixthenation.com. Write me. I want to know how come you guys aren't pissed off, upset every single day in the media. How come you're not writing in the street? I have no idea. Why do you take being killed and having your youth being killed every single day, several times a day, and you just sit there and don't speak out? Why isn't that mayor being recalled right now? Why isn't you, why are you turning over the governorship right now? Have a referendum. Get active. I don't mean riot violence kind of stuff, but you need to have a quasi-revolution in that city to get better for you. I don't care what color you are. You deserve to have a shot to live. And who's going to take you down? They need to get taken down first in a legal sense. You need the police. You need to get them involved. You need to extend that out. You need leadership in that city to go solve it and fix it. You deserve better. Your kids deserve better. Your generations deserve better. And that goes for everybody on this planet in the United States. I got a tip for you. We deserve better. And we deserve a heck of a lot better than Hillary Clinton and the policy crap that she's going to bring that we know fails. We need change. We need to reset the tax code. We need to reset energy, reinvigorate the economy. We need a stronger military and defense. We all can be safe. And that takes on a different tone. That's intelligence. It's cyber warfare. We need to get our national debt in order. There's a lot of work to do, and there's nothing about the status quo. There's nothing about the establishment that's going to get that done. If you vote for Hillary Clinton, you're going to put us more in debt. You're going to go down the same path of insanity we've been on. Donald Trump is the only answer we have. I did not say he's a perfect man or a perfect candidate. I didn't say that. You need to remember that. But you also have to understand this. If you are married right now or in a relationship, ask yourself, did I marry the perfect person? The answer is no. And if you say yes, you're lying. You might love them, but you love them warts and all. You love them even on their bad days. You love them even though they do X, Y, Z. There's a little of politics and marriage that's in combination. And make bank on this. Hillary Clinton cannot Republicans to play ball. Donald Trump is a deal maker. He's done that his entire life. 
So please, I am begging you, do not, do not mistake his positioning for the end result policy. It's negotiation. You're going to come in with a certain stance so you can give a little something back toward the middle and get the deal done. When's the last time you lowballed selling your house? Nope. You put the asking price in a tick above where you want it, and when you come down, you still get what you want. When's the time you walked in to buy a house and you offered market price? You're going to offer a little less than that and see what happens. You're stupid if you don't. It's part of the negotiation thing. It's just the way the world works. You're going to buy a used car. They're going to sell it for $7,000. Do you walk in and say, I'll give you $7,000 for it? Do you walk in and say, ah, you know, it's worth six? And see what happens. What do they do? Say no. Positioning versus policy. But it's all part of a master plan, and it all gets woven together. You need to really pay attention. This man can help us if we let him, but it's going to take pulling the lever on November 8th and giving him that shot to every independent, to every millennial, to every undecided. I encourage you strongly to think about your future. He can make that difference. That, I promise you. This is FixNation.com. Check out the website and on Twitter. Have a great night, and God bless.